This podcast replay is brought to you by HialeahParkCasino.com, your entertainment destination. Casino, poker, dining, and simulcast racing so you can wager on some of the best tracks in the country. Go to HialeahParkCasino.com to sign up for promotions, giveaways, and events. Right, there he is, locked and loaded and ready to go. Are you uh, taking judo with Tua? <laughs> no, I'm afraid. I'm afraid I am not. I was. Uh, I was listening to you discussing uh, decoupling in the last segment, and I'm sitting here wondering if I shouldn't. If I should maybe decouple myself from the Chicago Bears. I'm just not sure how this uh, this trade oh, down no thing is going to work. Fields trade crap. Uh, like, where's this coming from? Like, I don't understand this. Like, the kid. You know, one of the I I I I think he's a lot like uh, Hertz. He's super dedicated, works hard, and he wants to be better. Like Hertz, my concern with him going into this past season was accuracy. Can he cross right. that threshold? Like for me, Lamar Jackson has never gotten there, never will be there, never is going to be that guy. It just is not in him. Okay. Uh, for me, uh, Kyler Murray has it, but he doesn't have the work ethic behind it. He's not willing to do the things you need to do as a leader to become that guy. And so he'll ad lib and play all that bullshit, which is a lot of the stuff that Lamar does. Whereas Hertz has honed his craft in, has gotten better and better and better. And this year he improved his, his, his accuracy. I know Justin has to get there, but did you watch him at Ohio State? Did you watch him against Clemson get his kidneys just pummeled and then comes back and throws a money ball? There's something there, dude. There's that it factor with this kid. It's way too soon to, to give up on somebody with that much ability that you can still mold. Let me tell you something. If I'm Brian Dable, instead of paying Daniel Jones... How about I'm it? I'm going after Derek Carr or, hey, Chicago, are you that stupid? Yeah, I'll give you a pick for Justin Fields. Let's go because you're dying to get rid of him. So, you know, you're not going to be asking for a ton because you obviously want to get rid of him. I, I Where is this? Yeah, I, I, I would say I don't think it's really happening. Um, I think it's a pretty wild rumor. You've obviously you've you've invested, you know, seasons in developing Justin Fields. And I think everyone can see uh, that he has some traits that are at the top of the position in the NFL right now, right? Um, his best throws are are phenomenal. They're like on the level of you know Trevor Lawrence and the best throws that we've seen from anybody in his draft class. So that's not really a worry. I think Jalen Hurts is probably the you know that's the best case scenario comp at this point. But Hurts has gotten so comfortable playing from within structure, and he's so comfortable with the you know dozen or so designed carries that they're going to give him every game. Um, that is uh, that is just a perfect. It's an ideal comp for a Bears fan for Fields. Um, I'm also not like I'm. I'm just not. There's a level of uncertainty with uh, with any incoming rookie right and and i'm i would say that i am less certain about these quarterbacks than i have been uh about several classes in the past like last year i was pretty certain nobody was going to work out and nobody did work out right and i don't think we're really seeing that and and the year before i was really bullish on on a handful of guys and i think you've seen it with trevor lawrence at least um i, I was I, I was a kenny pickett guy I'm a little bit well. I'll tell you the I, thing, uh, and I we love, may have I talked about this before. That, I love his mock. I watched. I watched him every year in the ACC. He has it. 
He has I, it now. I get that. I will just not, say, but I think that was a great gamble at the back end of the first round. I will just I say that so. watching that watching Kenny Pickett's um, film from his final year at Pitt just made me want to draft Jordan Addison. Um, I, I like I thought Jordan Addison was the star in that equation. I I I hear you that that you know Kenny Pickett is willing to make uh, any throw. I don't think that any moment is too big for him. Um, I get all that. I don't. And he know, got better. And he got better as the year sure. went on. He yeah. he he improved. He's he's playing. He's just playing in a trash offense too. Like um, right. I, the fact that Matt Canada did not leave uh, and was not asked to leave is is one of the most astonishing things to me. And I get that Mike Tomlin is like loyal to a fault. Um, I, I just thought it was shocking. I thought it was absolutely shocking because that was probably the most, you know, for a, for a team that has a lot of talent, that, that was one of the most boring offenses uh, in recent memory to watch. So I don't, I certainly don't put it all on pick. I don't even need it. George, outside of George Pickens, there aren't a, a lot of like real studs. Well, they didn't do anything with George Pickens, right? Like George Pickens is obviously like a, a freakishly talented receiver. He didn't see double digit targets in any game all season. Like that was just no, dumb. No, I, and he's also raw. He's also raw too. He's not fully developed yet, but brother, you can see. You, you know, like DK Metcalf came into the league pretty raw and it didn't stop Seattle from throwing to him, right? Like you could you could do a lot with guys who who don't necessarily run every route in the in the playbook. Um, Did you see that leap by DK? In the oh, in the NBA All Star game, absolutely that, hilarious. Yeah, that was that was crazy, dude. Like, wow, we replayed that video on the show like eight times because it was just amazing how high that guy was jumping, brother. Wow, yeah, what bre- a freak, breathtaking athlete, incredible. Yeah, athlete. immediately. I, I love, like, by the way, that he'll throw. I love that he'll throw himself into a race with like world class sprinters. I love that DK will take on any challenge. He's he's one of my favorite. He's one of my favorite players in the league. Any anyway, I'm not like that was a really long way of saying that I'm not I'm not brimming with confidence over, you know, I like CJ Stroud. Um I I, I sort of like Bryce Young. I I I worry a ton about um I worry a ton about his size and maybe that's just like an old man thing to say. And you know, I, I shouldn't be worried about it, but man, if he, if he comes in at like five ten, are we, are we sure? Cause there's, there's just not that many guys that have been outrageously successful at, uh, at the size that, that, uh, you know, where he might measure your thoughts on finally it's official, even though he's been linked to the dolphins for over a year now, but Vic Fangio finally gets hired. Yeah, love it. It's uh, we we were talking about you this last him. week. It you, is you're a Bears fan, so you had him there. Yeah, it is. Um, he's a great um, you know, position coach coordinator. It is. He's he's probably a little bit overmatched as a as a head coach, right? But that's no like no no fault to him. Um, there are guys that are just like cut out to to be um exceptional coordinators. Um, I think it's a I, I think it's an easy move. I think it's an obvious move. Um, I think it's a great landing spot for him. Uh, uh, you know, team with a fair amount of talent, um, fun, fun division, all that. Um, I, yeah, I think it's an absolute win, a clear win. What are you guys going to do at running back? Let's, let's get a good running back to Miami. I, I don't think though, I don't think they'll spend, you know, uh, in fact, somebody was talking about Saquon Barkley and I said, that that's not, that's not, uh, Chris Greer's track record. They don't spend big money on backs. They don't spend high picks on backs. Uh, actually and, got a lot. I thought they got a lot out of Mostert and Wilson last year. Like when and Wilson I think, was healthy, he was great. Yeah. I think that they'll try to, I think that will be the end all be all is that they'll try to bring those two back. And then if they can find somebody in the back end of the draft, 
uh, then I can see them drafting somebody else for the future because obviously Wilson and most aren't, aren't for long term, but because they know the system so well. And, and, and you saw when they had um, Chase Edmonds last year and they had to trade him away to Denver, he did not fit the system and he could yeah, not, not at all. You could tell he was thinking too much. And because he ran outside zone, not inside zone, and all that kind of stuff, so it was kind of a a change of pace for him. Yet you saw Mostert, and he immediately played well. And then when you inserted Wilson after the trade, it's like he was here all season long because yeah, he understands the offense. So I think they're going to go in that direction again. I think they're in the perfect world. They bring back those two guys, and then maybe draft a guy to compete with Gaskin for that third or or, or Ahmed for that third spot and then you know you kind of move on i think they're more focused on fixing the left guard and the right tackle more than anything yeah, else I... they've got hunt at right guard they've got connor williams at center and they've got teron armstead at left tackle so i think they're focused on making sure they can fix the guard and the right tackle and the swing tackle because of teron armstead's injury history you've got to have somebody that's pretty decent ready to go for teron armstead so i think that will be a priority to have a pretty decent tackle as that swing guy for armstead yeah i think i think what you're saying makes all the sense in the world obviously and you don't want to you don't want to park I, I think history has taught us that you don't want to park a ton of money at the running back position right you don't want to you don't want to have to be a player in in a running back market that includes guys who are going to look for the kind of cash that uh, that saquon is going to see out of dallas zeke is done yeah. You know, and that's what, yeah, seven, like, what, what are we, seven, six, seven years into a career now, right? I thought, it's almost, well, and that's not, that's not unusual, right? Like, that's a good I know, that's, that's, that's what I was about to say, that we're at a point now that even giving a second contract to a running yeah. back is risky. So oh, you're almost huge better risk, off, yeah. right, so you're almost better off drafting a guy in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh rounds, and play out his one-year contract and then maybe hey yeah dude we'll give you another year or two or whatever and plan ahead because it's almost stupid to give players you know double and triple contracts now at that position and that just doesn't happen anymore those days yeah are done. I, I certainly i certainly agree with all that there's there's not more than i don't know four or five backs in the league Eric henry is yeah, yeah it's like, that you need to treat as really separate and apart and that and that you can actually like I don't even I don't even some some guys that were at the top of the scoring list last year I don't even know if they're in the club right like it's right. it's it's a pretty you short list of guys that I would get like yeah you have to be a Derrick Henry freak that you're like well bro they don't build them like that like yeah and you also fun. you also have to not have a ton of mileage too because the incomes the incomes quick for a lot of these guys right like you can although be that guy had that guy was worn out out well he wasn't worn out the normal human being would have been worn out in alabama because yeah. nick ran him into the ground and yet he has come to, he's so freakish that even in the nfl brother he can still be a bell cow yeah he, he to me is actually i was just talking about this on the on the yahoo fantasy podcast yesterday with matt Harmon. um i i think derrick henry is going to be one of those one of those really interesting draft discussions next year because i feel like 
it's one of those situations where like in your hometown league, um, perhaps more casual players, everybody's going to be like, oh, Derrick Henry, he's an absolute star. He gets 30 carries a game when everything goes according to script. Of course, I want him. He's a rushing champ. He's great. And then like fantasy experts are going to be trying to get ahead of the decline for Derrick Henry. Right. And they're going to say, OK, he's aging. He's had some mileage. He had the foot thing a couple years ago better to be, you know, too early than too late on a player. So I'm going to fade him. And I feel like we're going to push him into the second round in a lot of, in a lot of industry drafts. And that just feels, that just feels stupid to me because he was, he was good at the end of last season. He, he would have played 17 games if he needed to, right. They were able to sit him for a game that was inconsequential. Um, He's still, he's still a punisher. And I also think that like, I think that when he when he actually does decline, I bet it's going to be a pretty soft landing that looks kind of like, you know, you remember when Eddie George was no longer efficient, right? And he was right. like 3.6, 3.7 yards per carry. But because of the way he used him, you hardly notice the efficiency in fantasy because he was still piling up yards um, in the aggregate. And he was um, and he, he'd score like a dozen touchdowns. Right. Like so I think that's what the decline is going to look like for Derrick Henry. And that's probably still going to be a first rounder. Uh, you look um, overall at what's going on with uh, Jalen Hurts contract. Do you expect it to go smooth? Because I kind of think it will go smooth completely compared to the Lamar Jackson mess that they have going on in Baltimore. Yeah, I I mean honestly I feel like Lamar really needs somebody talking to him. You know, I I I get the the notion of not having representation and not wanting to give a huge chunk of change to an agent or anything like that, but I, I like I can't believe they haven't they haven't come up with a number that works for both sides, right? Because you've you know, Lamar at this point is uniquely valuable to the Ravens and the Ravens are kind of woven into what Lamar does. And Lamar is kind of woven into what the Ravens do. And it's not as simple as just, you know, he's not like your traditional pocket passer. So, you know, he's got, he's got skills beyond that. So it's not as simple as just flipping him to another team because another team has to rebuild around the idea of having Lamar Jackson. So I I can't believe that hasn't been settled. I I think, I think Jalen hurts is really reasonable. I, I think he's, you know, obviously I think, I think the Eagles agree that Jalen Hurts needs to get paid as an elite quarterback too. So I, I doubt they're that far apart. I don't, I don't think it would, I can't imagine it would be contentious. They do have a lot of guys they need to sign and they, so they probably need to sequence this correctly. And I, I just sort of view Jalen Hurts as somebody who will work with them as a partner, knowing that he's going to get whatever it is. I don't know if it's $45 million. I don't know if it's $50 million. The cap goes up all the time. He was, he was as good as anybody in that Super Bowl. Like he's great. I, I just, I think he's going to get paid and I think this is going to get worked out. Um, I, I would imagine that it has to happen in a, in a certain order, right? Because they have so many people that they got to pay. Did you see AJ Brown on this podcast? Talk about his boy who's right next to him and Jalen hurts sitting there with the hat. Um, uh, apparently that's what the article says. And yeah, so, listen, if I'm if I'm AJ Brown, I want to I want I want the next, I don't know, six years of my career to be spent with Jalen Hurts. I want I want their primes to overlap perfectly. And I get it. I absolutely did get you what see what saying. he said on the podcast on his, um, his uh, contract. Listen, listen to this. Listen, listen, I love Philly. And I'm about what I'm about to say. You do not pay this man. Just ship me off wherever he finna go. <laughs> it's over. I'm telling you. Package deal me <laughs> with you. Listen, so you talk about pressure. How we get it done. Get it done. <laughs> there you go. 
I love it. So, uh, just I certainly wish back. I certainly wish the Bears had a receiver of the same caliber who would swear allegiance to to Justin Fields in that way. Yeah. Well, listen, you traded for AJ Brown too, right? So, yeah. you know, it's uh, look at the whole Stephon Diggs situation in Buffalo now. You know, there's some tweets coming out now, and they're wondering is he unhappy and. And he's been very emotional. And so it's kind of one of those deals. And A.J. Brown kind of already went through this mess, you know, in Tennessee. And it's like, okay, well, I finally found a quarterback. I, I need to stay with this guy. Uh, yeah. I need to make sure that I'm here. And by the way, Howie Rosen was going to sign both those guys to long-term contracts and have them grow old together because, I mean, you're talking about two freaks is what they are. Yeah. And A.J. AJ Brown is just like D.K. Metcalf and, couple of those kind of guys that are just you 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 can't measure physicality like that at that position that 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 stuff just doesn't grow on trees i i know, you know that stefan diggs had the had the eruption on the sideline uh you know late in the season the playoffs whatever that like i feel like stuff like that just gets so overblown um so much of that happens in sports um and it's it that's that's one of those that you know i'm not going to pretend that i played high level sports or anything but i played it long enough to know that sometimes you just blow up at each other on a sideline or, you know, yeah. in a, in a huddle and it's over, right? Like it's one, one of the great things about the way people relate to one another during a, like a, a sporting event. It like that can happen. It's, it's so not a big deal. Um, dudes yelling at each other on a sideline is just, is just not even a thing. Right. Yeah. No, I, I expect, uh, I expect that to go really smooth. The Lamar Jackson one, I, I just get a feeling that they're going to tag him and he's not going to want to play for the tag. And I think I, it's going to get ugly and contentious between the two because I know they're not going to give him the contract he wants. And I don't think anybody would be willing to give him the contract he wants unless you want to be that dumb and, and put yourself on the hook for a guy that is really, you know, not a good passer. And he gets injured a lot because he has to run the ball in order to be effective. And that's that's a real problem, man, for me. So I, I just I think that this situation. I certainly respect any player. Worse. I respect any player who sort of bangs the table about getting guaranteed money, though. I will say that because I I feel sure. like, and I don't know, I don't know if it's the I don't know if it's the union. I don't I don't know who to blame exactly for the fact that there's oh the Browns that there's so well yeah 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 with the with the Watson contract, but I mean just generally across the league, so, like it is it is outrageous that there's so little as a percentage of overall salary uh, uh money spent that that so little of it is guaranteed in the nfl right in the in the sport where these guys need it most um so i i you know i i respect anybody with leverage who who stands up for it and tries to get as much guaranteed money as they can i just it, it's I, it's hard to believe that nothing has come together between that team and that player because they're you know they are wedded right now right like they are they're really difficult to to separate at this point based on the way the Ravens have built and the way that, uh, that again, that Lamar has sort of been woven into the fabric of that team. They, they, by the way, need a receiver. Um, you can't, we can't have another season where we're counting on like Rashad Bateman to be the number one or for a tight end to be the number one. Cause like, I like Mark Andrews, but I don't, you know, I don't think Mark Andrews is Travis Kelsey and I don't think he's, I don't think but he's that's the offense. Wrong. The offense is not to throw a lot of passes to the outside because he's not necessarily accurate. That's why they keep it intermediate. That's why they keep it short. That's why they keep crossing routes and the tight end gets the heavy bulk because it's higher percentage passes uh, overall. Th this is the reason why I think you'll have to trade for one, 
but or or draft one, but you're not going to ever have free agency free agents say, oh yeah, no, I'll go play over with Lamar who never throws the ball to me. And I think that that you know in Hollywood Brown, who's not a franchise guy, right? Um, he was your best receiver at least on the outside. And when he says, I just didn't feel a part of the offense. And I think I think that's why Greg Roman left. To be quite a guy, honest, a guy like that is really well paired I with think Lamar. By the way, somebody who somebody who can and... just get deep because obviously, obviously Hollywood Brown, like he dropped a bunch of balls over the years too. Yeah. So he's not he's not somebody who should necessarily be doing a lot of talking on his on his way out the door because um, he he whiffed on a bunch of opportunities. But you do need somebody like that who can just get deep because Lamar's got a big arm and he can he can put yeah. it out there for you. Yeah, I you know as you were as you were talking, I. I don't know if we'll ever see it, but I, I think it's at least an interesting thought exercise there. There have to be teams that have toyed with the idea of just always moving on from quarterbacks after the first contract, right? Because um, you know, we talk about it all the time, how the the greatest advantage you can have in the NFL is to have a good quarterback on his rookie deal, right? Not yes. not commanding $45 million, $50 million. I, I, just, I just wonder if at some point we're going to, you know, because like unless you think you have Patrick Mahomes, like right now there's only one Mahomes in the league, right? And there's some other great quarterbacks, no question about it. But unless you think you've got one of those dudes, one of those, like, I don't know, three to, it might not even be more than three guys who, who are true, like elevate the franchise. We're Super Bowl contenders every year because I'm on the roster. Unless you think you have one of those guys, maybe you should, maybe you should just play rookies, right? Maybe you should just play people who are on deals that, that, offer you exceptional spending advantages at every other position. Um, I, I, I don't know. We've never seen a team do it. I don't know that we'll ever see a team do it. It's really hard to walk away from guys like, you know, look at the Daniel Jones situation. Look at, you know, at some point, Justin Herbert has to get paid uh, to uh, himself. Like, it's hard to walk away from guys that have a fair amount of success. But I just wonder if, you know, in a league where Mahomes is just going to is just going to be a pretty dominant player for the next decade, if, if teams don't think about taking that approach. It, it, I, I mean, boy, you better be really skilled at nailing the yeah. right quarterback after another. I mean, the last guy I remember doing something like that is Ron Wolf. Outside probably, of that, yeah, right, oh yeah, you like you probably got to draft one every year, or at least every I, other year, right? You've got to you've got to take you know, shots. One, at, I don't know if you know this. I've told the story many times. One off season, he had Favre, he had uh, Kurt Warner. Mark Brunel and uh, the guy he traded to New Orleans. Uh, he had a whip of an arm, had a shoulder injury. Oh, God, I'm forgetting him now. Anyway, training camp ends. They cut some guy named Kurt Warner, who then goes on to the Arena League and bag groceries and then ends up in St. Louis. He trades uh, the quarterback uh, to New Orleans that I'm I keep forgetting his goddamn name now. Then he trades Mark Brunel to Jacksonville for a fifth rounder and then goes and draft Matt Hasselback, who then he <laughs> trades in a fight between Seattle and the Dolphins. Dolphins once that offered the highest was a second rounder and Holmgren offered the first rounder, right? And so Holmgren ends up getting Hasselback and Hasselback has a really good career, he even takes him to a Super Bowl uh one year and everything, you know, overall so that's the last guy that I saw do that. And then he then he drafted like Matt Flynn and was able to trade him 
for you know uh, to to Seattle, and Seattle gave him a big contract. Yeah. He only had like a couple big of deal. games. He was, and he wasn't any good. But it just shows you because that guy drafted him. Everybody looked at it differently. You know what I'm saying? And so the last guy that I saw, oh, Aaron Brooks, was the name of the quarterback that he drafted. <laughs> Which, by the way, Aaron Brooks is very important to the history of New Orleans. So for all of you out there, here's a little education. So Drew Brees becomes a free agent. He's deciding between Miami and New Orleans. As you can tell, we're very good with heartbreak and, and quarterbacks because we lose on Hasselback and then this yeah. one. And so the problem was that the Miami doctors were more comfortable with them going with Culpepper and the knee than, than, than Drew Brees and the shoulder. Well, the New Orleans doctors were already experienced with a, a shoulder injury that was similar, not exactly to Breeze, but similar with Aaron Brooks. So they were comfortable going on with it because they had a history with a recent quarterback that had a shoulder oh, that's injury. I, I actually don't remember that part of the story. That's that's super interesting. I remember the offseason generally, and I remember right, – Right, um, because, yeah. yeah, people don't look deeper into it. And then what? What? what yeah. why, why did their doctors do it and their doctors didn't? And that's because these doctors here had never really crossed that bridge like in like in in baseball, oh rotator cuff, this oh okay, dude, we we we've gone through this a hundred times. We know in football that was kind of new to you. Oh my God, you got a rotator cuff. Oh no, right. he's got he doesn't have a strong arm as it is. Oh my God, this that. And so then they took the chance because Aaron Brooks had a shoulder injury that was similar to it, and so they felt like they could take the gamble because they were more comfortable with it. You know, so there you go. So that's the last. Ron Wolf was the last guy that I remember, you know, that could really draft quarterbacks. And didn't, by the way, didn't expect to be talking Aaron Brooks today, by the way. Yeah, that right. Yeah, of course. Uh, and and that was his philosophy, by the way, was that he even if he had a quarterback like he, you know, Tom Ted Thompson working under him learned right away. When he took over, he went and drafted Aaron Rodgers and Rodgers had to wait several years before they getting to the same point. Now, enough of the drama. We got to move on. So, you know, we now know what Jordan Love will become 15 years from now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm I, like if I'm the Giants right now, there's just like and, and Daniel Jones really wants 40 plus million dollars. I yeah, like, Daniel Jones had a wonderful season, but I'm 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 starting over a quarterback. Right? Like, going, I, I just told I just told Matt Verderam, I'm going Derek Carr. Yeah. I mean, I. Dude, why am I going to give you? I'll give a better quarterback the same money, and I think I have a better chance at winning. By the way, if Brian Dable did what he did with 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 Daniel Jones. Wow, I'm looking forward to see what he can do with uh with Derek Carr. By the way, you also stick it to the Jets because I believe sure, if you're sure. the Jets, okay, I'm saying this as a Dolphins fan. I want you to, I want you, I need you to sign Aaron Rodgers on that wall. I need him on that wall. I want him on that wall because that'll go perfect with all the stupid drama you idiots have had over the years. And the moron will probably leave in a year or two. And so you're going to get screwed. You'll give up all those picks, all that money. Why do that? Go, go get Derek well, that. Carl. That would, like, that would really be the worry. Like once, once we have a guy who's, you know, openly discussing the possibility of walking away from the game in, in consecutive off seasons, right? Like how long is it really going to be? Are you going to get five more years? No, you're not going to get five more years out of that guy. There's no chance. I just, right. I just Un need underrated, Gary. Underrated song and Van Halen, fair warning. 
I got one foot <laughs> out the door. Okay. All right. So, so one true. foot out the door, that's not a good thing. You know that Halen song, huh? Absolutely, absolutely true. Oh man, I'm a child of the the late '80s. I I, I know many of them. Yes, <laughs> that's an underrated song. It's like making movies in that in that song in that album. It, there's a couple of those uh, songs in that album that are kind of like under the radar. You got to like really listen to the album, not just hey, I know Unchained and Fair Warning, and so this is love. Okay, great. You knew all the videos. Fantastic. <laughs> all right. yeah. So, you know, so I, I get you, bro. I, I got what kind of Halen fan you are. Okay, good. You know that guy. When are you, right. when are you headed uh, to the combine, Big O? When when is the Tuesday. when is the bus? Roll I'll be out? there Tuesday okay. through uh, through Saturday. Fly awesome. back Saturday uh, after uh, the big night on Friday because it's usually a big media night on Friday where uh, you know a lot of people are hanging out in one bar, a couple hundred media members, pretty much from across the country. So it's actually a pretty good time. Uh, you get to talk to a lot of people. And for me, like, well, the good thing is nowadays I actually get to see my guests. But over the years, it was always, <laughs> oh, dude, I was talking by phone and text. Hey, it's good to meet you. Good to see you finally, you know. Now things have changed with StreamYard. This allows us to actually see each mm -hmm. other, you know what I'm saying? But that's kind of what you do there. You get to catch up with, uh, with a lot of people. So, I'm, 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 dude, I haven't been there in three years because of the, the yeah. pandemic. So, and I, I didn't go last year because I didn't think it was all the way back. So this year we're we're all as uh as um um what's uh what's uh, as uh, John John Wick would say, you know, people have been asking me if I'm back. Well, I'm thinking <laughs> I'm all the way back. And so yes, we're all the way back. So there you go. Fair warning and John Wick references on the show. <laughs> and Aaron Brooks Nuggets. There you go. Yeah. That's what you get here on the program. Absolutely, Blake. You can't you can't prepare for Aaron Brooks talk. No, you cannot. You cannot. All right. Tell us uh, about about uh, Yahoo Sports and what you're working on this week and weekend. Well, we just released a new episode of the Yahoo Fantasy Football Forecast. Uh, Matt Harmon and I went through the running back landscape, and we are oh, also ramping up. You're not doing baseball. Yeah, like we're ramping this? up baseball coverage. I was just gonna I was just gonna say I've got a starting pitcher preview coming out uh, at the end of the week. I've got, I've got a piece out right now talking about the rule changes and what they may or may not mean for fantasy baseball. So fantasy baseball is back in a big way. Uh, myself and PNL. Draft Jazz Chisholm, baby. That's all we got. Just draft Jazz <laughs> Chisholm and Sandy Alcon Alcantara. Although I think it's Alcant Alcantara, but whatever. But um, take them both. Take them both. Take them both, baby. That's My it. guy's Edward Cabrera. That's that's who I always get late. Okay. There you go. All right. And follow him on Twitter at Andy Barons. Andy, as always, much love, my brother. Appreciate you immensely. Thank Thanks, Vigo. Appreciate you. You got it. There you go. The great sports grow. Eight great locations. Look above me. That's right. The Doral location is open. Monday, they've got the $7 single smash burger. Tuesdays, they got the $2 tacos, chicken, beef, fish. And Wednesdays, folks, the kids, today, they eat free with the purchase of an adult entree. So you're looking to save yourself a little money, feed your kid, feed yourself. You buy the entree, kid eats for free. Come on, man, Sports Grill. That's why it's great for friends. It's great for business. It's great to hang out with the family. Great food, great fun. And by the way, their sauces, you know they're legendary. I mean, legendary. I... I I can eat special grilled wings every day of my life. Okay, those things are just, I never get tired of special grilled wings. But I know a lot of you love the buffalo. 
I know a lot of you like the Miami Heat, the Blackberry, the Barbecue, the Dali. You can take them home with you now, folks. It's amazing. Go to sportsgrill.com. Check out the nearest location to you. Got eight beautiful locations. So check out the location nearest you. And the Kendall location, by the way, has milkshakes every Monday with rock and roll music playing all night long, baby. Sportsgrill.com. This has been the SportsGrill.com Dolphins and NFL Draft Report with Yahoo Sports Andy Barons. Cheer on your favorite South Florida sports team at SportsGrill.com. With eight great locations, go to SportsGrill.com and find a slice of sports heaven. It is a slice of sports heaven. No doubt about that. And um, by the way, Nature B is for me. I've been telling you about Nature B for 20 years. 20 years, man. And right now, we got a great deal going on, a 200-cap supply, $85. So that'll last you 100 days, over three months, okay? 85 cents a day, so you can boost your immune system. I rarely have a cold, okay? And my wife is a teacher, working with 200 kids. All she works with is germs all day long. It's crazy. She's coming home all the time, and I'm not catching any of it, bro. Highlighting libido. Less stress, allergy relief. I mean, there's so many things. Fuller hair, stronger nails for you ladies especially. I know the ladies love to have the strong nails. And right now, folks, the 200 cap supply for $85, only 85 cents a day. We're also going to give you a free Manuka Honey Lip Balm. That's right. Free. If it's free, it's for me. And I use it, and I will be using that next week when I'm in Indianapolis. When I, There are certain times that I have to walk outside and it's cold as a mofo. Well, then, you know, those are the moments where I got to probably use a little, a little uh, lip balm. And my Nature Bee lip balm is the best. So check it out. You will get it for free. When you order the 200 cap supply for $85, go to naturebee.com slash big O. That's naturebee.com slash big O. And go to naturebee.com and get your 200 days, your 100 day supply of 200 pills for only $85. Naturebee.com slash big O. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all out there as always. I watch a lot of Ravens games in Hollywood. It was really disappointing. He had constant drops that made Lamar look worse. The Ravens uh, wide receivers have been a joke. I know, but he is not an accurate quarterback. Too many of you make up too many excuses for Lamar Jackson. If you watch the games, you watch him miss wide open players all the time. And downfield, he misses them all the time. He'll hit some. The problem I think that a lot of people have with quarterbacks this is the part that they don't understand you're either an athlete or you're a quarterback and so athletes will always freak you out because they'll do things that you and i can't do but when it comes to playing the quarterback position you have to be a consistent thrower a consistent passer consistent in ball placement in accuracy he lacks all of that he doesn't lack arm but he will wow you with throws. Ryan Tannehill will do that too because he's an athlete, right? This, this has happened forever. Randall Cunningham wasn't a great quarterback, but he was an incredible athlete, so he would wow you at times. Michael Vick was a mediocre passer, 
but he would still wow you at times. He played a game here that I'll never forget against the Falcons. And he threw, he was so accurate that day, but that's because he was just on. It's like when you go to the park and one of the guys that you pick last on the team or whatever, he's not a great shooter, but that day he was just on. You know, but you picked him because he can help you on rebound. He's a good athlete. And that day he was just on and he hit all his shots. And you're like, hey, man, you had a really good day today. And that's that's what athletes will do. They will they will fool you at the quarterback position. They will fool you into thinking that they're getting closer or that they're better just because you're wowed by a couple of plays. But when you truly break it down, you will see how inefficient they are. Russell Westbrook fooled a lot of people for a lot of time for a lot of points and rebounds and assists and all that. But when you look bottom line at how he was producing it, it wasn't productive. And that was the problem. It was taking away from the team. It was just concentrating it on one person and the stats weren't really good stats like Whiteside. Oh, it's all about rebounds and blocks. No, it's not, bro. It's about certain blocks and certain rebounds. You know, Alonzo Mourning would block the ball, but he would keep it inside the court. So somebody, half the time, from our team, the Heat, was getting the rebound. But Whiteside, if you're blocking it every time and it's going out of bounds, who's getting the ball back? So you're just giving them another possession. So the block was not nearly as efficient as the one from Zoe, because Zoe would learn how to tip it, not block it. You know? And that was the, that was the beauty of Zoe. That he would make the defensive play, but then keep the ball alive and a chance for one of his teammates to get it. Not they weren't always going to get it, but they were going to get it sometimes because they knew that he would block it inbound. So efficiency was all about it. And then did Whiteside set the right screens? No. Or did he set half-ass screens? Yes. So Zos puts a screen on you. You're not getting around it. He's blocking you. That's his job, and he will hold it, not Whiteside. He didn't want to hold it. He wanted to half-ass it so he can run to the rim to go get a rebound, another stat. And that's the problem with athletes. They will fool you. Oh, my God, Whiteside won, got 24 rebounds and, and uh, three blocks, and they lost. How is that? Did you watch the game? And so when you watch the Dolphins fall by 21 and then the Ravens need a real quarterback to answer and he can't answer, that's your problem. Can't be up by 21 and then lose. But if you have a real quarterback and he's not settling and he settled for a lot of field goals this year. So if you really watched the games, because that's the part I love about doing this show, bro is talking to people that really don't watch the games. Because I know, because I watch the games. So if I saw it, I'm going to see, I'm going to test you to see if you saw it. And so for those of you that tell me, yeah, I know Hollywood Brown wasn't great. I've never said he was. But I, I saw him, I, I've seen Lamar Jackson miss Hollywood and many other receivers that are wide open. mediocre passer and that's why i would never give him a contract i can't wait to see who gives him the big contract 
because I'm going to laugh my ass off. Uh, Apple is making major progress on a no-prick blood glucose monitoring system for its smartwatch. Wow. Okay. So no, no pinch. Okay. All right. There you go. We have a new troll here. His name is Dino Brown. Says true fin fan. Um, okay. I watched Lamar win an MVP. Now I'm waiting for Tua's. Um, yeah, no, and uh, I watched Lamar choke like a dog against Tua two years in a row. And Tua came off the bench and beat his ass. But you can go ahead and talk about whatever stupid-ass MVP you want. And you probably won't be talking long on this chat board anyway, so it doesn't matter because it sounds like you're a dumbass. An MVP. What, what does he win in the playoffs? Nothing, Dino. So when you start winning the playoffs, actually, start doing shit in the playoffs, talk to me. Not about a bunch of running stats. So, anyway. Uh, it's, lem it's lime and honey every day, not lemon. Lime and honey, that's what my wife uses. Every single day. Uh, what else do we have um, on, on the chat board? See if we have any new stuff here. Uh, what else do we have? Oh, this is too much. Uh, oh, I see. Okay, so Dino is just a professional troll. I see because I see a lot of crap, and he's uh, and he's just uh, talking crap. All right, so you can get rid of him if you want. There, Sean, you can get rid of Dino. He's a loser. We don't need him here. See you, Dino. You can watch if you want, but we have no interest in your comments. Uh, you're out of here. So uh, you're just a troll, bro. I, I, you know, once once you're exposed as a troll, you're you are discarded. And by the way, once in jail, you don't get out. Okay? We're not soft here. We're not going to allow you to build up an autonomous zone like the wimps that run Washington. We're not going to allow you to get away with uh, whatever you want to steal like they do in California. No, we're not. We're, there's no softiness here. So you're out of here. You're done. Go troll somewhere else, clown. And if you don't like it, Dino, I'll be at Hylia Park tomorrow. Uh, let's see. What else do we have here? Oh, by the way, um, Marriott Hotels. What is up with you guys? Why won't you release the Michael Irvin video? You got something to hide? You protecting a bad employee? Is she lying? Are you... Afraid of looking bad? You move the court because the state judge ordered you to release the video. Now you moved it to federal court to see if you can get a ruling from a federal judge who will probably force you to release the video. Why would, if your employee was subjected to any kind of negativity from Michael Irving, sexual, uh, insulting, whatever it was, he grabbed her, I don't know. Why wouldn't you want to show the video? What Again, I always say this. When you're innocent, you will stand on every building, on every mountain, and you will scream how innocent you are. And the only reason I'm kind of getting a little amped up about this for Michael Irving's side 
is he did the same shit the last time the media blamed him and accused him for something that he didn't do. And he went because Michael Irvin has screwed up a bunch of times and he's been busted a bunch of times for screwing up. And he never says, oh, that's a lie. I didn't do No, he just owns up to it, moves on. I screwed up, whatever, like men do, like we're supposed to. And I remember the time that he was accused of something and went after the media and said, hey, you know, you guys need to let's go. You need to use the same kind of energy now that I'm innocent. And he's using the same kind of energy with this Marriott thing. His lawyer is pissed. And guess what? If they want the video out that badly, what does that tell you on the Michael Irving side? If it's a bad video, I don't think they would be clamoring for the video. And so then Marriott, this looks, this is terrible on your part. I get it. You're being sued for $100 million. But I'm not sure. Did you just listen to the wrong person? Because that's the impression I get now. She's lying. Marriott's lying. They're trying to cover it up. They're getting sued for $100 million. Looks like they're going to lose this case because you want to hide the video. If you're guilty, you want to play that video everywhere. You want everyone to see this. You want to see, you want to show that Michael Irving was disgusting and disrespectful and all that stuff. But if you just continue to dodge and not, you know, it's like those people that plead the fifth and they run and hide and they try to dodge everything. Why? Because they know they're guilty. When you're innocent, you will fight it and you will show it that you're innocent and you want the proof to come out. And that's what Michael Irvin and his, and his aging continue to say, this man's career is on the line here. He lost out on working the Super Bowl week. He was embarrassed and sent home. He should be super pissed off at that woman, at Marriott, and this entire mess. And I hope he gets every penny of that $100 million. So I don't know what the hell is going on, Marriott, but it seems like you got something to hide. It seems like your employee was wrong. That is the perception that you're putting out there. That's the look that's out there right now, a guilty look. I mean, it's pretty disgusting, dude. You know, let's settle this. You accused a man of, of, of misconduct, right? Well, then release the video, bro. Prove that he, that he, he showed misconduct. That's it. He's been charged with misconduct. He wants people to see the video. He says it was a 45-second interaction. My God, how bad could have 45 seconds been? What, what did he call her all kinds of names? Did he hand her a Tampax? What happened? Here, here's from Tiger. Did he do that? I don't know. What, what happened? We, we need to see what happened. You, you can't accuse somebody. 
You can't put their career in jeopardy, and then all of a sudden, you're not willing to actually show the evidence. You you made the accusations, right? You put the man's life upside down. Now, he's got a whole bunch of, you know, crap going on, and you you don't want to fight it? You don't want to prove it? Because he's dying to prove it. All the energy coming from Michael Irving and his lawyer is the kind of energy that says you're innocent. All the lack of energy from Marriott is you're trying to protect something that, and by the way, why would you want to protect this if you're Marriott? Why? Because only the hundred million because of the lawsuit, because you're protecting an employee that's lying possibly. That's not a good look either. So, anyway, uh, the Killers will be at Sunfest. Yeah, I saw that, but not a great lineup, man. I saw the uh, the lineup at Sunfest. I'll give it to you right now. My buddy just sent it to me. Thank you, Greep. As always, you're the best. Uh, Killers, Jack Johnson, and the Chainsmokers. That's good, right there. That's good. Okay, I like the Chainsmokers. Jack Johnson's pretty good. Then it's a boogie with the hoodie. 311's all right. All-time low. Dropkick Murphys. and eh. Flow Rider. Okay. I like that. Ziggy Marley. Eh. Roll one up. Um, I mean, Ziggy Marley for me is like, you know, like, eh, reggae. You know what I'm saying? No Peter Tosh. or We're not talking like, you know, elite reggae. But, you know, whatever. Ziggy Marley. And then ALO, Annabelle Englund. ARDN, Charlotte Sands, uh, Fed the God, Gatlin, the Hip Abduction, Layla, Surfer Girl, whatever, um, and a whole bunch of uh, other smaller bands. You know, I, I mean, I would go just to see the Chainsmokers, Jack Johnson, and Killers, and then leave. So at least you'll get that. T- but the rest of it, eh. uh, it's like I'm. I'm not really going. I'm not killing myself to go early to that show. To be quite honest. Uh, by the way, any of you that like the Ocean Blue, they are coming November 10th. I already got my tickets. I'm taking the wife to uh, Club Space. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, oh, live, unplugged at the Parker, April 7th. That's not bad. There you go. Live, unplugged. That's pretty good. And uh, they're doing a Celebrity David Bowie live in concert tour this year. Adrian Ballou is in it. Peter Murphy, I would imagine, is singing a lot of... You think about Peter Murphy's voice, for those of you that don't know Peter Murphy's solo or Ballhaus, uh, you could th- Peter Murphy could probably do some, you know, the Bowie sound. You think about it, if you, if you know Peter Murphy's voice, that's kind of pretty cool. Um... Uh, Scroti, uh, Royston, um, what is this? Lagdon, and who else? And and oh, and uh, Eric uh, Shermeron. Those are the guys that um that are gonna play the uh play David Bowie. But I mean, Baloo Murphy, that's that's pretty cool, man. Uh, so if you are into David Bowie. I think this might be actually a pretty a pretty trippy um 
uh, show that, you know, if you've never, I saw David Bowie live, but if you never saw David Bowie live, this might be a pretty cool thing to check out, you know? All right. What else do we have? Uh, Terry Lynch, you're out of here. Bye, Felicia. I guess that's for this uh, schmuck Dino that we uh, got rid of. Okay. Uh, LOL, some mighty diamonds or the wailing souls. Ah, there you go. Love some mighty diamonds or the wailing souls. Okay. I'd, I'd rather, uh, what's, uh, I'd rather hear uh, Revolution than Ziggy Marley. Revolution is pretty good, actually. Ziggy Marley's like, yeah, you know, you're, you're, you're just kind of riding on the old man's name and all that or whatever. And, you know, it's, it's all right. It's nothing out of this world, you know, but whatever. Uh, so tickets to UFC 287 pre-sale are on sale now for Section 300 area, and it costs $400. Shaking my head. Yeah, man. Yeah. Going, going to events now is, it's, I mean expensive it's crazy and wrestling wrestling is making they're printing money dude you know i don't know if he'll get nine billion but he's going to get a lot that that's that that sport event uh whatever you want to call it all aspects of of that product sell ask sean he knows more than i do about this but just from following it the way i do a little bit it's a cash cow, dude, in every way, shape, and form. So yeah, there's 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 a lot of you out there. Sean's numbers on his download numbers for his wrestling show are excellent. And he knows his shit too. That's the good thing. He can just my favorite part is he loves it. You can tell he loves it. That's why I always egg him on and support the hell out of him and want him to, you know, to do it and and grow it, man. Because you can tell he loves it. And I think people that are whatever, a wrestling fan or a gamer or a Dolphins fan or whatever, you want you want to listen to people that are passionate about what you talk about, right? And I think a lot of Dolphin fans that listen to our show, they know that I'm super passionate about the Dolphins. You know, so that's why they listen. That's why they follow. They're going to get insight and they're going to get breaking news at times, but they're also going to get a lot of passion for the same thing that they have. And I think if you're a wrestling fan, brother, you see his face light up when he talks about it. You can tell that he loves this shit. And so that's, uh, I, I, I love seeing him do the, that show and, and I want it to have a crap ton of success. Really do. Uh, let's see. Big O, your wrestling knowledge is so underrated. <laughs> yeah. You know I have no wrestling knowledge. He has wrestling knowledge, not me. Sean has wrestling knowledge. He knows at the ins and outs and storylines and all that kind of stuff behind all of that. I just like to have a little fun with it. Oh, when Tua gets injured again next year, are you going to be done with him once and for all? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I don't play the hypothetical game, Troy. By now, you should know that. You know, I don't know what we're talking about. Anybody can get injured, but what are we talking about? What kind of injuries? And then we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get there and we'll find out. 
discipline. It's uh, it's uh, part of the game. Injuries. A lot of people miss. The question is, how much do you miss, and what kind of injuries are we talking about? That's that's the question, and we'll cross that bridge when it gets there. Again, not in the hypotheticals. So let's uh, let's wait till it actually happens. When sports and business collide, we like doing something called the KSDTCPA Sports Business Report. Major League Soccer making a little bit more money as they try to grow that sport. MLS and sportswear giant Adidas have renewed their contract, their multi-year extension. Their partnership was set to expire this coming year. So now they will kick off uh, their 28th season. And the deal goes through 2030. And it'll be worth $830 million, which represents Adidas' largest investment ever in soccer. Their current contract is set to expire, like I said, this year. And it was around $700 million, their last deal. Under terms of the new agreement, Adidas will continue to supply the league with branded apparel, footwear, training gear, and official match ball. We have sponsored sponsorship revenue of nearly a billion dollars over a period of time. Lots of ticket revenues, lots of local sponsorships, getting the largest companies in the world to give us the first global digital partner. Every game on a device, MLS Commissioner Don Garber told CNBC Squawk, Squawk Box Wednesday. So that's the pitch deck. And obviously, when you got partnerships like this, it takes it to another level. The German sportswear giant will also work with the MLS on various initiatives and financial investments to grow the sport and business on and off the field ahead of the 2026 World Cup, which is being held in North America. So there you go. And the MLS also announced that it has expanded the playoffs to nine teams in each conference. Uh, eight will play nine in a one playoff game, kind of like what they do with baseball. So they stole the page off of that to then earn that eighth seed. And then once who you earn that eighth seed, number one will play number eight, two versus seven, three versus six, four versus five. I'm not a fan of this at all. I believe the top two teams should have a week off, actually. I'm not a fan of this at all. I would rather have three play eight, four play seven, five play six and then you re then you 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 uh recalibrate right whoever advances and then the one seed will play the lowest seed that advanced and the two seed will play the second lowest seed that advanced and then and so on and so forth and you break the rest down i would do that after you've played an entire season of 34 games i believe it is right um you're not gonna be rewarded with a with an extra week off yeah, I'm not a fan of that. I, I think that's a cheesy, cheesy thing that the MLS is doing. Uh, by the way, February 25th, so we're right around the corner next week, right? No, this week, I'm sorry. Actually, this this weekend, uh, Inter-Miami will host Montreal at 7.30. And then March 4th, that's the day we come back from the Combine. Uh, we come back right around that time at 7, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock at night, I think, is when we come back. Inter will host Philadelphia. 
So Inter will get two home games to open up their season and we'll get a good measuring stick because we know Philadelphia is really good. Montreal, don't know yet. I haven't seen enough. I, I don't know enough of the MLS and follow the offseason enough and the changes to actually know. I'll start figuring it out as the season goes on and I watch games. I did get the package on Apple. So I am going to, I mean, I'm an Apple TV guy as it is. So I got a discount and uh, I, I want to watch Inter anyways. I love Inter and I want them to win. I want them to do really, really well. Uh, no matter what, uh, I wish the Moss brothers all all the good luck in the world. They deserve it. Um, they're working hard and trying to build a, a a proper soccer team here. So I just think they're good owners, you know. And like everybody, you all live and learn as you grow, and I think that's what they're doing. And eventually, this is going to be a nightmare for the Marlins. Yeah, that's what that's what the Moss brothers are going to do to baseball is, I mean, baseball is kind of, the Marlins have already buried themselves, unfortunately, but these guys will, in the summer, you will only think about going to an inter game, not a baseball game because they will win and Miami won't. That is your KSDTCPA sports business report.